y'all welcome to season one episode two of the prayer wall podcast the podcast for the broken the healers the overcomers for those of us who need a little faith inspiration or sometimes both here we discuss real life and raw experiences By the end of the show, you'll be running to your prayer wall to surrender whatever topic we've covered to the Lord. I'm your host, Taylor McElwain, and this week on the Prayer Wall Podcast, we'll be discussing checking your circle. Now, before we get started on this week's episode, I just want to take the time to say Thank you. Oh my goodness, I'm tearing up. Thank you all so much for tuning into episode one. The feedback I got was incredible. It was so amazing. I am so, so touched that I got so many messages about how many people put up their prayer wall for the first time, how many people my message last week just really, really touched the lives and how many people were inspired by the words that I shared with you all. And so I am just coming to you all today with a, a great heart of gratitude and thankfulness for this incredible launch that we had um, two weeks ago. So again, thank you so much for that. We had over 150 interactions for the episode. We had so many people share, like, comment, subscribe, rate. So I'm going to ask that you all keep doing that as I do intend to keep making the rest of these episodes just amazing as the first one was. Again, thank you all so, so much from the bottom of my heart. And of course, I can't go on without sharing a very special message that I got from one of my close friends about how the last episode impacted her life. And so I just want to take the time to share with you all her testimony. So as you all know from last week, I discussed coming out of your wilderness. And I have a really good friend who just moved to Texas with her husband. And once she moved there, found out that she was pregnant and just felt so afraid and was questioning God's provisions and just questioning if taking that move all the way from Indiana to Texas was the right move for her. And so after listening to this episode from last week, she texts me and she's like, Taylor, I have received so many confirmations from the Lord about this is where I'm supposed to be. And she was like, I've been in my wilderness and I'm so excited to venture out of that. Being in Texas is my promised land and it's not going to get easy but it's so worth it and it's where God wants me. So thank you so, so much for sharing the word that you, um, the word that you shared and the word that you just confirmed and within the last episode. And she sent me y'all like multiple text messages just confirming. She'll send me a text like, I got another confirmation from the Lord. I got another confirmation from the Lord. And I'm just overflowing with gratefulness and just to be able to share my words and just so excited that the Lord is using me to minister to people and to just show his presence and his impact to other people. So I just want to thank you all for that. Like that is what I'm doing this for just to be able to allow the Lord to use me. So Yes, I am so excited. I'm so happy. And again, we're going to jump into episode two. Um, So again, our devotional from today is coming from the Pray, Live, Win, um, 52 Practical Prayers for Women um, by D.C. Marshall. 
devotional. And so I'll start with the devotional that she has today, starting with our verse. And the verse is from Ecclesiastes 4 um, and then 9 through 12 for the verses. So it says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Again, our word verse from Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 9 through 12. So going on with the devotional. It says, one day while driving back to New Jersey from Washington, D.C., my friend Marilyn and I were chatting it up about technology. Our three dogs, Sophie, Jordan, and Barkley, were squeezed into this tiny little designer car, and we drove along the busy thruway looking at Apple apps. If you heard the conversation, you would have thought she had just given me $1 million when she pointed me to this one particular app. My response was, you just earned this friendship and I'm going to keep you. We both fell out laughing. I said, see, this is what I'm talking about. You brought value to this relationship, my friend, and you always do this with tiny deposits. We laugh and embellish the idea of earning friendships by making tiny deposits. But since then, I joke around with my other girlfriends every now and again. I'll say something crazy like, you know what? I appreciate you for this breath mint you just handed me. You just earned a few more years. My girlfriend Rhonda will get into a laughing fit at how hysterical it is to qualify. But it really is my lighthearted way of loving and appreciating friendships for the value they bring into my life. On the flip side, I remember once giving my buddy Rhonda an idea for a project she was working on for her kids. She thought it was brilliant. And I got a little emotional, as did she. I said to her, I know, I earned my friendship. Rhonda, you will have to keep me as a friend because who will come up with all these brilliant ideas and make you laugh and cry? Miss Shalane, another one of my good friends, is such a wonderful person. I have stalled just to share my gratitude for the friendship because it really is so divine. I've said it on a number of occasions. There are no words to adequately describe my appreciation. And she'll respond in kind, ditto. The moral of the story is to be a good friend to others, and you will attract quality friends to yourself. I have the best group of friends who are just plain old good, yummy, and fabulous people. If you don't have friends or if you realize that you need to change your circle, guess what? Greatness? You don't need permission to do so. Just do it. In fact, if your friend circle scenario is quite opposite of the yummy girl power friends I have mentioned, and if you find yourself in a group of people who are negative, jealous, evil, and mean, then change your friends now. If your circle of friends lack goals, ambition, or drive, and most of the time they are takers and backstabbers, you've got to change things up. Let me encourage you to act now. You can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. You can absolutely choose who you associate with, even if you are forced into spaces with people who don't share your way of thinking. It's fair and reasonable to think that there will come a day when you will need your girlfriend to offer you a word of encouragement. There will come a day when you will want to have girl talk over brunch or a day at the spa. There will come a day when you dream and plan a fantastic idea, but you will need that extra boost of confidence. There will come a day when you get a devastating blow and you will need a friend to come pick you up off the floor. And there will come a day when you need someone to pray you through the other side of your situation. You have every right to long for a good friend and to get what you want. So how do you attract quality, awesome, amazing people into your life? 
Be a quality person. Be awesome yourself. Be amazing yourself. You don't attract what you want or what you need. You attract who you are. So if you become better as a person, then you will attract better people. Have a standard for yourself, and then you will have a standard for the kinds of people with whom you associate. For instance, I just don't associate with mean and evil people. We cannot be friends if you are nice to me but are mean to other people. I don't particularly care for stingy people. You cannot be nice to me and then refuse to tip when we're out to dinner. You can't be a complainer and be friends with me. I don't entertain regular telephone calls and people who complain. These are just some of my standards. In the same way, you must have those same standards for yourself. When you do, you will attract back people with similar standards. Then it will be easier to discern where you have genuine connection with people. Be intentional about the people you want in your life. When you meet really good people, it's okay to find a way to stay in touch without being aggressive or needy. Allow the relationship to unfold organically. Trust your instincts to know where to place people in your life. In other words, everyone doesn't deserve a front row seat in your life. You are the sum total of the top five people whom you spend time with. So be careful who you are spending your time with. So that sums up our devotional for this episode. But before I jump into the prayer, I just want to take the time to ask a few questions. The first being, have you been feeling it is hard to stay afloat in your relationships lately? Have your relationships been feeling a little bit toxic? And are you tired of negative energy just being the epicenter of every relationship that you're in? And this could be either romantic or platonic. I'm going to focus on both in this episode today. But do you sometimes feel like you're trying to venture out to see, explore new things, but the ones closest to you are holding you back at shore or they go out to see with you and you feel like you're drowning because of this extra weight that you have So as I've been scrolling through social media lately, I can't help but notice like these kinds of issues. I keep seeing things about, you know, my relationships are toxic or I'm trying to leave this toxic relationship. And so I really, really have it on my heart today to discuss how to check your circle. All right. So that's really what I want to focus on. So I am encouraging you to stick around as I'll be discussing ways to discern you know, who needs to be checked in your circle and how to check that circle and then ways to just get better people and surround yourself with positivity in the presence of just God-like people. So I will jump right into our prayer for today. So wherever you are, I am just going to encourage you to bow your head and close your eyes unless you're driving. As always, just tune in. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you to lay before you my desire to be a better friend, Lord. Lord God, I desire to be the friend who sticks closer than a brother, and I desire to have good girlfriends who will stick by me through thick and thin. Lord, I desire to be able to have friends who will pick up the phone and be there when I need them, Lord. Lord, I resist every attempt of the enemy to move closer to me through the people around me. Lord, remove those negative people from my life, Father. Distance me, O Lord, from those who are negative, jealous, mean, and evil. Father, allow them to just fall away so that I can love them from afar, Father. I believe, O God, in peaceful transitions of distance from people who don't love me or support me, Father. I believe, O God, and receive that there is often a pruning process that has to happen on my behalf, Father. Forgive me, God, for not being the best friend that I could be. Make me better, God. 
Oh God, make me better. Make me a better woman or man, Father, according to your word. Allow me to be a role model for others, Father, and an ambassador for you to represent you in the earth, Father, in the name of good friendships, Father, in the good of good relationships, Father. Bring me closer to the women and men of God, Father, who about their father's business, Father. I want to be surrounded by people who are of you. People who are after your own heart, Father. I believe your word says iron sharpens iron. And so I welcome the opportunity, Father, to be sharpened. It is in Jesus' name that I leave these prayers at your feet. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so hopping into our content material for episode two. I am going to focus, as I said earlier, on two types of relationships in this episode, the first being intimate and the second being platonic. It is always my model to be transparent if I'm speaking on something um, that is of substance. I want to bring my own experience into that because the Lord uses us and uses our stories as testimonies to prompt the spirit to be moved in other people. So I'll start today with romantic relationships. Okay, so these are intimate relationships with our partners, and people that we ultimately are intimate with, um, either spiritually, sexually, um, emotionally, all of those things, which do weigh heavily on our heart. I want to start with this one... This one claim that I keep saying throughout the Bible as I'm reading it. And that claim is that God does not command certain things, such as sex before marriage, to be mean. He is simply protecting our hearts, our spirits, and our bodies. Okay? So, like, he's doing all of this out of provision for us. He says and sets these commands to protect us. How many times have you done something that you knew was ungodly and then you were in hurt after? And then you're like, oh... I see why God, why my father said not to do that. And so a lot of times in my intimate relationships, my romantic relationships, I find myself at that point. And so the things that I struggle with the most that are so, so toxic in my intimate relationships are dealing with a sexual attraction, but no other attraction. Okay, so that is like Satan himself. Like that is one of my biggest things that I need deliverance from. So being sexually attracted to people with being like, "Mm, I wouldn't necessarily say that I would see myself in a marriage with that person. The second thing that I deal with a lot in my intimate relationships is kind of rushing things too fast. I am in a rush. I am ready to get to the next phase of a relationship. And like, God is like, slow down. What are you in a rush for? If God's not in a rush, you should not be in a rush. All right. And then the third thing is that I haven't healed from certain things that impact my relationships. So a lot of us do have issues from our childhood or issues from our adolescence or just from life in general that we need to deal with and that we need to heal in those areas before we can try to search an intimate partner and then commit ourselves to that because those things will infiltrate that relationship if we don't deal with that. And so going back to the things that God commands, okay, like I've done things that I know I shouldn't have. And the way I felt the day after was awful. 
God is trying to protect you from that. What I'm going to emphasize so hard is that our spirit can feel when somebody is just not for us. When I'm around people that I shouldn't be, I get so anxious. So if I'm like dating someone at the time and I know that every time I see them, I get anxious. I just get antsy. I'm like hyperventilating. I'm having to call my mom and just have her like calm me down and breathe. That is a good indicator. That person is not good for your soul. Like, it's it's such a good indicator. But again, even with all these red flags, and sometimes I joke to my mom, I'm like, mm, the flags weren't red. They were just a little orange. But, you know, the flags are still there. But we are still human. We fall. And we have to make it right and get back up. So sometimes we know that people are bad for us and we pursue them anyway. And so the book that this kind of reminds me of in the Bible is Judges with Samson and Delilah. Now, I don't want my podcast to be the only church that some of you attend. So I am going to um, do a brief synopsis of this story, but I want you to go check out Judges chapter 16 for yourself. Heck, read the whole book of Judges. It's so great. Um, But this specific story of Samson and Delilah, Samson was attracted to Delilah and he, he knew that she was not good for him. She knew that he was he, I'm sorry, he knew that she was toxic. He knew that she was attracted to him sexually, but that's all, that's where the relationship ended. That's all it was. And the Bible explicitly says like she pleased him well, but this is just talking about a sexual pleasing, nothing else. But this sexual pleasing means nothing if your spirit is not pleased. Like Delilah cared nothing for Samson, but he was in bondage to her because of that sexual relationship. So because of this bondage, Samson was not able to live his life to its fullest potential. The Lord gave him so many great things to do when he just set so many things over Samson's life and gave him so much potential to reach all these amazing things and do all these amazing things for people and to show the work of the Lord through his own life. But because Samson was in this toxic relationship, he was not able to fulfill his calling. And it's so disappointing because how many times we find ourselves in relationships with people who hold us back, people who don't want to see us do the best or people who make us feel unworthy of doing what the Lord has intended for us to do. Don't miss your calling dealing with somebody who is so toxic. Y'all know how obsessed I am with Michelle Obama, all right? And one of my favorite, favorite quotes that she ever said was to marry your equal. She said, my husband is my teammate. I don't want no weak players on my team. So anybody that you are with intimately, that you are pursuing a relationship with, that person should be equally yoked to you, all right? That person should bring out the absolute best to you and that person should encourage you and push you to reach the calling and fulfill everything that the Lord has destined for you. If they're not, leave that relationship. That part of your circle needs to be checked. So take a minute to digest that part, okay? 
Before I jump into platonic relationships, I do want to take the time to do our hometown ad of um, this episode. So again, it is going to feature Katrina Marie Photography. She does have another amazing deal going on right now. So you can enter a raffle for a fruit bath shoot of your child. I've seen these all over social media and they're so cute. You see the babies in the water and the fruit, the strawberries, and it's just such a cute thing. The lemons. I love it. I'm obsessed, y'all. Like I am that auntie. So you again can send um, $1 on cash app to dollar sign Katrina Hagerman. So that's dollar sign K-A-T-R-I-N-A-H-A-G-E-R-M-A-N. And every $1 that you send counts as one entry. So do this. Like this is such a cute idea for the little ones. Gender and age of the baby does not matter as long as they are able to hold themselves up again in this fruit bath. So you don't want to miss out on this. Again, $1 can be sent to... um, dollar sign Katrina Marie on cash app and then the winner will be announced July 31st so you want to hop on that ASAP such a cute idea thanks Katrina so much okay y'all platonic relationships again I have a lot of experience with this and I've it's interesting. It just, it really is interesting because you go through phrases or phases of relationships and growing up, I feel like we all experience, you know, having a best friend and then losing that best friend and then having other best friends and just like the drama being in school and all those things. And so we're all to a point where we're young adults and we need to be very intentional about the relationships that we are in, um, especially with the people closest to us, right? So again, we're about to check our circles. So the hating friends, the friends who discourage you, the friends who always have negative talk that is impacting you. If you feel like you can't share good things with your friends, then you need to check your circle, all right? Like you need to be around people who are the same are the same caliber and have the same mindset and goals of you because if not they will hold you back they will stunt your growth okay like you are the company that you keep so I'm gonna give you a few pointers on checking your circle all right so you need to make sure your circle and your friends in your circle are slow to point they're slow to you know accuse you of things they're they're taking the time to discern if something happens they don't want to point at you but they want to take the time to actually talk it out and communicate okay so just people that are just positive they're not always trying to point at you and attack you and just just be so you know hateful and mean toward you so make sure that the people in your circle again are slow to point you also want to make sure that your circle is quick to give and this doesn't even necessarily always mean tangible things but With my friends, you don't have to support me if you can't financially, but share a post for me, you know, spread a word for me, do things that benefit my business or whatever I have going on. Again, it doesn't necessarily always have to be something tangible. Be with friends who are quick to give advice, friends who are quick to give a hug. I like kiss my friends on the forehead, you know, like I'm just such a lovable person. My love languages are physical touch. And so these are just things that people need to, they need to be givers, you know, like you don't always want to have friends who are takers, takers, takers. Okay. The third way to check your circle is to be with friends who are happy to cry with you. They're not only going to be there when times are good, but they're going to be there to support you in your lowest moments. Okay. Like 
when I lost my dad, I could not tell y'all how many people just weren't there. They were always there when things were right. But when I needed somebody to lean on and cry and mourn this death and go through grief with, I had friends, a couple friends, only like two or three friends who were there to let me cry on them. The fourth way to check your circle is to have friends who are eager to teach you. Friends who see you doing wrong and instead of talking bad about you, teach you how to do better, okay? Like, they're not always talking down on what you're doing. They see you doing wrong. They're like, all right, so so we're going to have a conversation about this because what you did was not cool. But we're going to make it better. Like, that's so important. You also want to make sure that your circle is rooted in love, okay? Like, nothing else. Your circle should not be rooted in envy, jealousy, greed, just takers you want to make sure that it is sincerely love all the time like that is such it seems like such common sense but you will not believe how many relationships are built on toxicity and not on love and you are not hard to love like maybe you are just surrounded by people who are toxic and so full of self-hate that they only gain light by dimming your light and that's not okay you need to be around people who make you feel easy to love And I'm not saying in any way to cut people off. In fact, like grace is so crucial in relationships, but check your circle. Go where the love is and stop choosing length over strength. You know, if you need to cut somebody off, do that. If it's to protect your heart, your body, your soul, that's what God wants for you. That's what a healthy relationship is, okay? Stop hanging on to dead ends. And I mean, this is in every way possible, y'all. Friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, your hair. If it's unhealthy, chop it off, okay? It should always be strength over length, not the other way around. And surround yourself with those who fit your future, not your history. I'll be the first to say I mess up, all right? Like I have a past. I have not always been the woman of God that I am today. I have messed up plenty of times, okay? And there were people who thought that was cute and cool from my past. But you need to be with people who fit your future, who fit into, again, y'all, your promised land, people who are going to build you up and encourage you to seek out your calling. So I'm going to say that one more time. Surround yourself with people who fit your future and not your history, okay? Like, that's so, so important. You are going to grow. I would feel awful if I were the same person I was a year ago today but I'm not and you're going to outgrow people because some people are going to be stuck in those old ways but it is not your responsibility to stay there and my last piece of advice for this episode is that you do not have to feel guilty about removing toxic people from your life it doesn't matter if they are relative or romantic interest your boss, your supervisor, somebody you grew up with as a friend, or somebody that you just met. You do not have to make room for people who cause you pain or make you feel small or block your blessings. And it's one thing if a person does own up to change their behavior and makes an effort to change. But if a person disregards your dreams, your goals, your feelings, ignores your boundaries, and continues to treat you in harmful ways, they need to go. So check your circle. So what are we putting on the prayer wall this week, y'all? The first thing is for that gift of discernment. 
pay attention to the people who make you feel uneasy in your life, okay? Like, open your ears to discernment, open your eyes to discernment, and just pray about understanding who is meant to be in your life and who is not meant to be in your life. We're also putting on this prayer wall this week to be released from toxicity. We've all been there. We've all been the toxic person in a relationship and we've all dealt with toxic people in relationships. And another thing that I want to add really quickly that I just thought about is that the same things I've talked about and the pointers I've given about checking your circle, make sure you're not being that toxic person to other people. Okay? Like you attract who you are, not who you want to have in your life again. So again, we're going to pray for release from toxicity. And the third thing we're going to pray for and put on the prayer wall this week is to have a good circle. We're going to pray for fruitful relationships, to be surrounded by people who lift us up and who only want to see the best possible versions of ourselves. And on that note, thank you all for tuning into this episode with me. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and stay prayed up. Your best defense is prayer. And as always, I would love to hear from you. Send me text messages, send me prayer requests, send me praise reports to my Instagram at prayerwallpodcast or at my Gmail account, which is at prayerwallpodcast at gmail.com. I will catch y'all later, prayer wall warriors.